listening to the Seven Rivers Student Ministry Podcast, a ministry of Seven Rivers Church in Citrus County, Florida. Here at SRSM, we believe that all students are lovable through a relationship with Jesus. Visit our website at sevenrivers.org backslash students. Red team, the blood. Nice, nice. Uh, for, yours, for those of you who don't know me, I am AJ. I am the um. Hi. I am the um. Yeah, the echo is very on. I'm the high school resident, uh, so I'm Maddie for the high schoolers. Just better. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Maddie's great. Um, but today. I'm going to talk about friendship and how, um, yeah, how are you supposed to think about friends? How are you supposed to make friends? What should that look like? And I want to start you off with a story. Um, so during college, I did a lot of dumb stuff. And I lived with a group of people, a group of guys, like 20 of us. Um, and we were known for just not caring about what others thought. We wanted to do the dumbest thing. We wanted to make people laugh. We wanted to do pranks. We wanted to be annoying on campus. So that's just what we did. And like these were my closest friends. We had a lot of fun. Um, but I want to talk about one story in particular. When I was a freshman, I was 18, first semester. Didn't really know a lot of guys. They wanted to do this skit for chapel. So just like y'all have chapel, we used to have chapel. And when everyone would leave chapel... They would go and walk out to this big lawn, and we would always do skits. And the skit that we came up with was, it's called Octomom. So basically, one of the guys would stand in the middle of the lawn, and a tarp would be covering him, and eight of us would be under the tarp, acting like the baby octo- octopus. And in order to get the full effect, in order to have like the shock value, in order to have that extra oomph, um, with our art, because it was art, um, eight of us shaved our heads bald, and we covered ourselves in baby oil. I think there's a picture of some of us bald. Yeah, you take a guess which one's me. Yeah, I think we have another one a little close up. Yeah, that's me. That was when I was 18. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this hair right now. It grew back. It grew back. I, uh, you could, if you could believe it, I didn't have a girlfriend all of freshman year because I looked like that. I know, I know, I know. But, um, yeah, me and seven other friends, we shaved our heads bald for this one skit that I can promise you no one 
else in the entire world would think is funny except us. Maddie was literally scared. I showed her the video. She was terrified. Scary. Yeah. No, we're not, we're not going to play the video. Because. But um, the reason I tell you that is because I had friends in my life that would just think it was funny. We thought it was going to be a funny skit. We were going to love it. And they influenced. They influenced what I thought was funny. They influenced my humor. They thought or they influenced what I thought was going to be cool or what was going to be popular, what was going to be fun. And sometimes it looked like a bald head. Other times it looked like staying up, you know, past three in the morning. And other times it looked like a lot of other dumb things that I used to do. But we're going to talk about friendship and relationships. And friendship is really, um, really powerful. Um, it gives us purpose. It gives us meaning. Um, it can cause us so much hurt and pain. Um, and friends really shape what we believe. They can really shape how we act. So who are you going to be friends with? Is really going to determine a lot of things. Um, and what does God have to say about this? How should we think about this within the Bible? How should we think about this as Christians? And I want to read a story um, first from John 19. So the Gospel of John is the fourth Gospel, if you want to turn there. And I'm going to read from John 19, verses 1 through 16, but I might skip a few verses. Um, but if you want to start John chapter 1, I'll give you all a second to get there. It's the fourth book of the New Testament. Page something. Five what? 517 in the Blue Bible. Page 517. All right, I'm going to start reading. Start in verse 1. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. The soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head. And they clothed him in the purple robe and went up to him again and saying, Hail, the king of the Jews. And they slapped him in the face. Once more, Pilate came out and said to the Jewish leaders, Look, I am bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no basis for a charge against him. So, Pilate, he's a Roman governor. He brings Jesus out, who's about to be crucified and dead. Um, He brings him out and he says, Hey guys, there's nothing wrong with him. There's no guilt. Like, I can't do what you want me to do. I can't kill him. And he says this to the Jewish people, the people that were supposed to believe in God, the people that were supposed to love God. They said that to him. And so, verse 6, we'll pick it up. Um, As soon as the chief priests and their officials, so the Jewish leaders, saw him, they shouted out, Crucify! Crucify! But Pilate answered again, saying, You take him and crucify him. As for me, I find no basis for a charge against him. The Jewish leaders insisted, We have a law, and according to that law, he must die, because he claimed to be the Son of God. Now I'm going to skip down to verse 12. It says, Pilate tried to set Jesus free, but the Jewish leaders kept shouting, If you let this man go, you are no friend of Caesar. Anyone who claims to be a king opposes Caesar. When Pilate heard this, he brought Jesus out and sat him down at the judge's seat at a place known as the Stone Pavement. And it was the day of preparation of the Passover. And Pilate said to the Jewish people, Here is your king. But they shouted, Take him away, take him away, and crucify him. And Pilate asked them, Shall I crucify your king? And the Jewish priests said, 
We have no king but Caesar. That is the word of God. It is living and active. Um, It always accomplishes what it wants to. So we read about these Jewish people, these Jewish leaders, these Pharisees. um, And we see that they just have a hatred for Jesus. They do not like him. They want him dead. They want him out of their problems. They don't want him there anymore. And these people, these Jewish leaders, were people that ate together, laughed together. They shared their lives, their struggles. They went into each other's homes. They walked to work together. They would walk home together. They would laugh. They would go out and eat. They were friends. And here they were, the Jewish leaders, who claimed that they loved God and that they knew him, were trying to kill Jesus. And they were saying, I have no king but Caesar which was just blasphemy. It was saying, I don't believe in God anymore. I believe in Caesar. And I highlight this because some friends will have you do stupid things like shave your head for a video and for a skit. Yeah. But some friends will try and influence what you believe. They'll influence how you act and how you treat others. Um, They'll say, oh no, we should bully them because that'd be funny. We should make fun of them behind their back because they won't know and they won't be hurt by it. They'll try and shape, they'll try and teach you what is cool, what is funny, um, no matter at someone's expense. And they'll really, um, like these people, hate Jesus. You'll have some people, maybe even friends, that will not want you to believe in him, that will not want you to love him. And I want to highlight this because friendships have a great power. They have a great power to persuade how you believe and what you believe and how you act. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of stories that you might have said something or you might have done something. You're like, I regret that. But in the moment, I wanted my friends to laugh with me. I wanted them to think I was funny. I wanted them to validate me. And so friendships have a great power over us. So what what do we do with that? How can we not let others influence us? I just have one answer. And it is to be friends with Jesus first and foremost. Let's be friends with him. We're going to read again in John chapter 15. You want to turn a few pages back. We're going to read what Jesus says. We're going to start in uh, John 15 verse 9. This is what Jesus says. As a father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now, remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my father's commands and remained in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. And my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You... You are my friends, if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you, so that you might go and bear fruit. So that whatever you ask in my name, the father will give you. And this is my command, to love each other. Uh, a few months back, I um, did something awesome. 
got engaged after I grew my after I grew my hair back. You can believe it. After I grew my hair back, it took three years to grow it back, but I finally, you know, I'm just kidding. Um, it took me like a year to grow my hair back. But uh, yeah, I got engaged, and we got to celebrate with our friends. We got just to laugh with each other, hang out, um, have so much joy, have so much happiness, um, talking with her friends or with mine. Um, and I, I say that just because in verse 11, Jesus says something really crazy. Because it means, he said this, he's saying this to you. And it means that, it's a, I mean, it's a promise. And Jesus says, I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. That my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. I think sometimes we read Jesus say things and we're like, oh, he doesn't really mean that. But he does. He wants you to have joy. He wants you to have satisfaction. You know what friendship with Jesus means? Friendship means he wants to celebrate with you. That he wants to laugh with you. Friendship with Jesus means he wants to dance with you. He wants to give you joy. He wants to give you satisfying joy. He wants to bring you over to his father's house as a friend does, a father that will love you, a father that will care for you, that will actually take you in as his own daughter and son. That's what it means to be friends with Jesus. It doesn't mean that we treat others differently. It doesn't mean that we only think we're the best. It means that Jesus loved us so much and brought us into his house, into his family, that we can love others. Do you know that Jesus wants to be your friend? Do you know that he loves you enough that in Romans um, it says, while we were still enemies, Christ died for us? That when you weren't a friend of Jesus, Christ still loved you and wanted to be your friend and died for you. Do you know that he loves you that much? Do you know that he wants a relationship with you that much? God used to walk um, in Genesis 1 and 2. We read that God walked with Adam and Eve. Like you guys walk to class. Like friends. Um, Do you know that God wants to walk with you? That he wants to talk with you? That he wants to be your friend? The only way to have complete joy and happiness is to be friends with God. To be friends with Jesus. That's what he wants. Do you want that? Do you want to be friends with Jesus and experience a friendship and a relationship with him that will last a lifetime? And I don't will only last here, but it'll last forever. He was beaten for you. He was stabbed. He died. And he rose for you. That's his love. That's how much he loves his friends. I challenge you, yeah, to think about how your friends influence you. And think about, um, we're going to go in in a second to talk about it in small groups. Um, Yeah, how are you 
how are your friends influencing you? How are you being connected and being in a relationship with God? Because um, he loves you and he wants to have a relationship with you. So let's pray. Father, um, thank you for your love. Thank you that while we were still enemies, um, while we still hated you and didn't want a relationship, didn't want to be friends with you, you died for us. And you said, that's not good enough. I want a relationship with you. So I pray, Father, as we go into small groups, that you give us um, serious time to reflect and to talk with each other about what it means to be friends with you. So Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Mm-hmm.